welcome to the Wicked Good Momcast, a podcast for Boston moms by Boston moms. A space to hear stories from real moms, to celebrate the beauty of motherhood, and to normalize its challenges. Tune in while you fold laundry, commute to work or school, or get cozy after a long day in the trenches. Motherhood is hard, but it doesn't have to be lonely. You are a Wicked Good Mom. And now, here are your Wicked Good Momcast hosts, Megan and Shannon. Hello, Wicked Good Momcast listeners. Today on the show, Shannon and I are talking to Kristen Reed of Nursing Your Way to Wellness. As the kids go back to school soon, Kristen is helping us to reframe this time of year as the new year for moms. After a summer full of juggling the kids, balancing all the busy schedules, and transporting kids to and from camps, it's time to reclaim our sanity and make our wellness a priority. Kristen is going to tell us exactly how to do that so that we can feel our best. Today's guest is a multiple award-winning national board certified holistic registered nurse and certified health and wellness coach with a bachelor's degree in nursing and psychology. She currently works in the neuroscience ICU step-down unit at Brigham and Women's Hospital in Boston. She helps overstressed and overwhelmed ambitious women who are last on their list to increase energy, gain confidence, prioritize self-care, manage stress, learn eating healthy with real food and ease, master their mindset, and learn sustainable wellness so they can feel their best and be their best. Please welcome Kristen Reed of Nursing Your Way to Wellness. Hi, Kristen. Hello, ladies. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. We are so happy to have you here. Now, Kristen, at this point in the summer, let's be real. A lot of us moms are running on complete fumes, me included. How did you come up with the idea of back to school being a mom's new year? Yeah, so I love this idea, Megan. Um, so I like to say back to school, back to you. And like you mm. said, this this New Year's for mom. So with back to school being a time where there's really this reinstatement of structure, routine, timelines after a hectic summer that usually feels like a free-for-all, if we're being honest. This okay. is an imperfect time for moms to really have this fresh start, just like a new year, so we can really hit the reset button refocus with new intentions and prioritizing our well-being within these new routines. So that's where it kind of came from. I love that. Um, And I honestly, I had not heard of mom's New Year's before you kind of pitched it to us. So I'm excited to learn more. And I actually subscribed to your newsletter and I was struck by something so powerful in the first email I received from you. And I wanted to kind of read it right here. It says, Your health is the most important thing you have. It's not your career, money, accolades, education, or your family. All these things are great, but without your health and wellness to survive and thrive, nothing else matters. Being healthy is all about being you, only better. And this is such like a seemingly simple truth, but it's so profound to think about. Mm -hmm. And I remember it made me think about when my daughter was born my husband was running around on fumes trying to take care of us and help with Mm -hmm. chores and be everything to everybody. And I finally said to him, I need you to stop and go take care of yourself. Because if you don't, you are not going to be able to take care of us when we really need you. And I feel like as moms, we need to adopt this perspective that we can't pour from an empty cup. Absolutely. I believe this to my core. It's true. We don't win an empty cup award, right? Yeah. <laughs> and it shouldn't be seen as a badge of honor, although it's a lot of times is. 
I feel like all of us want to be the best mom we can be. And that can only happen when we are taken care of, when we are fulfilled, we are whole and meeting our needs first. And I'd like to say it's not selfish, it's necessary. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. as moms, we really tend to hold a lot of the power and decision making in our families. So it's crucial that we we take that power and we create an environment that fosters our well-being and kind of bakes in the habits and practices that really benefit our entire family. 100%. It's funny. Um, as you're saying that, I feel like I've done a lot of reflection in my 30s, honestly, into how I can better care for myself so that I can care for my family. And I realized that a lot of the women that I look to as examples and my even my mom she didn't do that. And I can mm-hmm. see the direct impacts of that on me as a woman. So yeah. um, I, I'd love to ask Kristen, in your work, what are some of the struggles and challenges that you specifically see moms facing? Yeah. So I moms come to me really uh, depleted. You know, they mm-hmm. have tried everything. They feel like they're just spinning their wheels, exhausted, burned out, last on their list. They're kind mm-hmm. of at their wits end. So when they come to see me, They always say, I'm trying to do it all. I'm trying to balance it all. It's not working. You know, um, this all or nothing thinking, feeling like something has to give Mm -hmm. and trying to prioritize their well-being while also wanting to be fully present for their kids, their jobs, their families. And then overall, just feeling this deep overwhelm, this deep stress and burnout. That's the, you know, I'd say the common theme I see running throughout most of my mom clients for sure. Mm -hmm. Yes, that mm-hmm. resonates with me. Yes. <laughs> Tracks, yeah. Yes, yes. Megan, I can see your hand raised. <laughs> yep. So, and I'm asking for a friend. What is yep. the starting point for a mom who knows she's burned out but wants to work toward feeling her best? This is a great question. So, first of all, I'd say acknowledging that burnout is really powerful. So, just being aware and checking in with ourselves enough to know this is what we're feeling. So once we're already burned out, so we're past this preventative state, Mm -hmm. um, really what I'd say is creating boundaries, resting, uh, simplifying our lives as much as possible. So getting anything that's not absolutely necessary off of our to-do list, off of our like tasks. Um, And then furthermore, implementing self-care practices, reaching out for help. All of these small practices each day really help build our resilience and our well-being to prevent burnout from happening again. But when it's already occurred, that's what I'd say. Boundaries, rest, and simplifying as much as possible. Hi, Wicked Good MomCast listeners. We will be right back to finish this episode's conversation. But first, we wanted to tell you about a fun local event being brought to you by Resolve New England. Resolve New England is a nonprofit organization dedicated to providing support, education, and advocacy for all who are facing fertility and family building challenges. Registration is now open for Footsteps for Family Building, a family-friendly walk event benefiting Resolve New England. The in-person event is on Sunday morning, September 25th at the beautiful Warren Conference Center in Ashland, Massachusetts. There's also a virtual option to walk from wherever you are. All are welcome to participate in Footsteps for Family Building, which raises awareness and crucial funds, as well as building community. Sign up now and learn more by going to resolvenewengland.org. And now, back to the show. 
We hear a lot about self-care these days, but it's honestly a really hard thing to fight for with busy family schedules and on and carrying such heavy mental loads, plus everything we're constantly juggling in motherhood. So I have two questions around this. Yeah. Number one, how would you define self-care? And number two, what are your tips for maintaining our self-care and staying consistent with prioritizing our well-being instead of putting ourselves on the back burner or last on the list? Yes, this is so good. I feel like self-care is a buzzword right now. We're hearing yeah. all sorts of things. So I'm glad I have the opportunity to, to sort of give you my definition and some tips that I have. So for me, I like to think of self-care as what makes me feel like my most authentic self. Mm-hmm. So what I makes me feel like me, you know? Yeah. And what I love to, to tell my clients too is ask yourself this one question. And this is kind of the core of self-care is what do I need right now? So checking in with yourself, what do I need right now in this moment? And that can be, you know, in the middle of school drop off. It can be at 8 p.m. when you're trying to put the kids down to sleep. It can be in the middle of the day and a a work um, problem that you're having. Whenever you, you have that time to just check in, take that minute or two minutes to really see how are you feeling and what do you need? Um, I like to say that self-care works for us and with us. It doesn't always feel good, but it does good for us. And some examples of this would be, which I know we're all intimately familiar mm-hmm. familiar with, is delegating, um, mm-hmm. trying to say no to more things. You know, mm-hmm. that doesn't always feel good. But again, it's this long-term wellness that we're really looking at, creating this supportive foundation for our life so that we have this long-term wellness and it's not just reactive, meaning you didn't just have a really crappy day and then your reactive self-care is to, you know, have a glass of wine and a bubble bath. Nothing wrong mm-hmm. with either of those. I love both. But, mm-hmm. you know, thinking of being less reactive and more building that life. Um, and then I would say, too, really uh, being open to slowing down enough for that self-care to notice how we feel. It's all mm-hmm. about these small habits. They really do make all the difference. That's my motto is small, consistent habits make a big difference. So working it like a muscle, practicing these really small habits. And when I say small, I literally mean one minutes, two minutes, three minutes, these really doable, practical things. So finding that, what I like to call it a magic middle. So if it's a spectrum, if if you could see me with my hands, like left spectrum is doing nothing at all. And the other spectrum with the right hand is going like crazy doing all the things we find that magic middle of like what what can give us the biggest return on our investment of energy and time and attention Mm -hmm. and make us feel the best without spending a ton of time you know and our great and megan to your point earlier i just want to say our kids really they mirror us and they see what we're doing and they use us as an example so when we practice our own self-care our kids will adjust to seeing us having needs too. You know, it's gotten so far down the path that we're just expected to give, give, give and do, do, do for everyone else. But really like, let's take back that power and say, it's okay for mom to have needs too. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Megan, the second part of your question, what I would say uh, to maintaining that consistency too is two, two action steps that I think are really practical for listeners that I like to tell my, my clients is number one, make a self care list of things that fill you up and kind of go to that list. Whenever you're feeling depleted or overwhelmed, that decreases this idea of decision fatigue. So 
when you're so exhausted in your bones that even thinking of what to do just seems like another task, right? Mm. So have this go-to list. You can even categorize it like, you know, things you can do for your mental health, things you can do for your physical health. And then the other thing is creating a quick and easy self-care ritual that you can always turn to. And I like to say, again, this is really simple, two to five minutes long, choose whatever makes you feel good and then use this ritual throughout your day for a quick reset anytime you need it. Mm -hmm. I think this is like, so all of this is very powerful and I love these recommendations, but one of the things I've been thinking about the entire time you've been speaking is like how important it is for us to see other women practicing this. And I think at some, for some reason, I don't know if this is me being a type A, like high achieving person, but like when I see somebody who I equate to my equal, I mean, I'll even like, I'll even use Kristen as an example here. Like when I see that you are, you're a very busy woman, you have a business you're running, you have a career that's very important to you, but you're still, you know, you're, you're making time for this. And then you're talking about why it's important. It almost feels like it gives me permission to do it. And so I think like we should challenge ourselves to do that, obviously for our children to create, to hopefully create a healthier balance for them. Um, But also for other women, like I kind of see this as a leader in my business. Like if I show, I do this sometimes, this is very silly, but like I take social media breaks. So I'll take Mm -hmm. a whole weekend off where I'm very present on our social, on our Instagram stories, for example, and I will just disappear because I'll just understand. I would have never done this two years ago, but I will just understand that I am tapped out. And if I don't remove myself, it's not going to be good for anybody. Um, and I, I think giving an example of something that's so silly as that, just say, this is how I'm caring for myself right now. And that's totally fine, even though this is my mm. business, um, I think is powerful. So I, I kind of challenge any of our listeners here to think of it that way. Like, if you feel like you can't do it for yourself, <laughs> you know, yeah. you should, but do it for your kids, do it for the other women who are looking at you as an example, um, because, you know, self-care and, and exemplifying that I think can be, can definitely have a trickle down effect. For sure. Yeah, that domino effect is so powerful. Like you said, that that ripple effect and meeting yourself exactly where you are is, is, you know, mirroring what you said, Megan, you know, when you're feeling that burnout and I do that all the time with social media, too. I'm like, I feel it and I'm done. I'm off Mm -hmm. it for days, weeks, whatever I need, you know? Yeah. Well, and I just I so appreciate that you're saying self-care can be whatever makes us feel like our authentic selves, Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. I honestly I'm going to be very honest At this point in this season of motherhood and busyness and schedules, if somebody comes up to me and they say, oh, self-care, like you said, like, oh, go take a bubble bath. Oh, have a glass of wine. Go get a massage. Mm -hmm. I'm going to roll my eyes at that in this season (laughs) of life. Like that (laughs) is not realistic for me Uh to maintain my self-care all the time. I can't just run out and get a massage anytime I want to. Um, But I can do things that connect me to who I was before I was a mom. Mm-hmm. So reading, mm-hmm. going on walks, being outside in nature, like all of those things are true to who I am as a person, but who I am as a person, I've had to sacrifice her a lot in parenting to put my kids, you know, needs first, uh, my husband sometimes. And so to be able to reclaim those things that are true to my authentic self, I just really love that picture of self-care. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm wondering what are some of your favorite stress management tools that anyone can use kind of needed from day to day? What can we put in our toolbox? Yeah, so many things. So I'll I'll give you kind of my top ones that I recommend. Number one would be mindfulness. And this is another buzzword, but just to clarify, 
the, the simplicity of it is just trying to be present in the moment intentionally. So this mm-hmm. intentional presence of like, where am I? What am I doing? What's right here, right now in front of me? Kind of noticing all the senses. And as cheesy as it might sound, it's very powerful to shift our mindset within seconds. Um, something along the lines of mindfulness that I love to do is to say to relax your jaw, kind of drop your shoulders, mm-hmm. and then drop the tongue from the roof of your mouth. And I know this sounds silly too, but that actually puts us into parasympathetic nervous system state, which is our rest and digest mode. So simply just loosening some of that tension, dropping your tongue, dropping your shoulders, that instantly tells your body it's okay, we're safe, we can relax. Mm-hmm. So that's just a few quick things that can be done in you know five seconds. Um, some other things would be, we talked about boundaries. So again, similar to this would be communicate clear expectations. And this is so important as busy moms, you know, communicate expectations with our partner, with our children. You know, a lot of times we tend to baby our children. And and for those of us who have children that are old enough to understand, we can really, you know, expect a lot from them, give them mm-hmm. our expectations, set boundaries with them. Some other things move your body. We know this. And I'm talking, we can go for a five minute walk. We can go, you know, we can just get out in nature, get some fresh air. I'm not talking about like an hour long boot camp class, not at all. Right. Just move your body. Just move your body in whatever way feels good in that moment. Yeah. Um, of course, we know rest and sleep. We deserve rest. We deserve to slow down and not do all the things all the time. And that is another way to show ourselves compassion and grace. So, really resting. And prioritizing our sleep. I know I guard my sleep like it's my life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I protect it fiercely. And, you know, you cannot mess with that. And that has served me very well. And then the last two things I'd say is nourishing your body. You know, what are we putting into our body? Are we skipping meals? Are we just eating off of our little plates? You know, really <laughs> prioritizing what's going into your body. Are you getting enough you know, proteins, fats, fiber, greens, all the good stuff to really fuel your body and fuel our busy days. And then the last one would be journaling. So if you are not a journaler, what I like to say as like a gateway drug to journaling is do a three bullet point gratitude practice. And then I'll take it one step further. If gratitude practice seems like too much or just another like roll your eye task list, I'd say just just say what went well today. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you could even say it out loud and not write it down. Although there is research that shows that writing it down really ingrains it in our brain more. But you could just say what went well and just name one thing. And this is also a really powerful practice to do with your children mm-hmm. at the end of the day. You know, what do I appreciate today? What am I grateful for today? What went well today? Absolutely. Yeah, I love this too. I feel like, so, you know, your whole platform, Kristen, is about wellness. And I think wellness is sort of a buzzword as well, but it really, you know, what you're doing is encompassing all parts of, you know, what it means to be well of the whole person. And I'd love for you to talk a little bit about the programs that you offer through Nursing Your Way to Wellness and also the why. Why is it necessary for moms to reach out to you or when? And what is the benefit of working with you rather than pursuing wellness on their own? Thank you for this, Megan. I So my big theme is, you know, progress over perfection. And again, these, these small daily habits that lead to big change. So mm-hmm. how I help my clients is primarily I offer private personalized coaching for moms. So that's one-on-one sessions. And then I have some group opportunities as well. So I have a women's wellness club, which is an ongoing sort of sisterhood community 
mm-hmm. combines all things wellness with so- like fun and social and community. So that's a really wonderful experience. And then I have my group wellness programs, such as my signature mind body reset program. And actually mm-hmm. that's coming up um, in just a few weeks, September 19th. And that's a perfect way to sort of take that first step with an amazing community of moms right alongside you, see what my coaching style is like, and then feel energized and refreshed after those 21 days. And then the biggest thing, which is my goal always, is to teach you tools that you have in your tool belt to take these practices far beyond those 21 days or far beyond coaching with me. So um, you can also grab, I have a few free resources on my website. Shannon mentioned uh, my email so that's all free that you can look at uh, nursingyourwaytowellness.com. And then what I would say the benefit to working with me is that I have education and expertise to know exactly how to help you. I've worked with mm-hmm. hundreds of moms at this point so that you can get off your hamster wheel and not have to waste more time, more energy, mental frustration, kind of ping-ponging, jumping from fad to fad or just feeling stuck. Mm -hmm. And not knowing why you're not able to improve your wellness or achieve certain goals that you have related to your health. So when you come to me, I know exactly how to help you. I offer that support and guidance and education. And then the accountability is a huge factor. That's what we need to really succeed and have these lifelong results in terms of what works specifically for you and feeling your best. There's no cookie cutter here. Um, And a lot of times moms come and they don't know how good they can feel. And then they work with me for a little while and they say, I feel like I didn't even know how bad I felt until I feel Mm -hmm. this amazing. And that's what I love to do. I'm here to help. I'm here to help moms. And uh, it's the really the passion of my life to to be able to do this work. So that's fantastic. Well, and I happen to know from subscribing, subscribing to Kristen's newsletter myself that you will receive a free ultimate self-care starter kit. So I highly recommend subscribing for that benefit and so much more. Our listeners can find all of Kristen's contact information linked in the show notes on bostonmoms.com. And we know so many moms are going to want to take advantage of this fresh start to the new school year. Kristen, thank you so much for being with us today and encouraging us. At the end of every show, we ask our guests the same question. So what are you loving most about living in greater Boston right now? Yes. Thank you again so much for having me. So I would say I love the beauty of the four seasons in New England. Mm -hmm. I love the outdoors. I love the combination of having the mountains and the ocean, along with access to education and culture. And then lastly, I'd say really the resilience of Bostonians, especially of Boston moms. And that's been a huge inspiration for me. So, well, thank you. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Wicked Good Momcast and took lots of notes from Kristen's advice. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Shannon and I love how our Boston Moms community has loved on and supported the Wicked Good Momcast. Please make sure you subscribe to the show wherever you listen to podcasts. We can't thank you enough for leaving us a quick positive review so that we can reach an even bigger audience. We'll be back with a brand new episode in just a few weeks. Remember, you are a wicked good mom.